Cutler, Vanessa Richardson, and Greg Polson are the minds and voices behind the extremely popular true crime podcast, Serial Killers, and more recently, Cults. Max is the president and co-founder of the network Parcast, and he is also the creator and producer of both Serial Killers and Cults, among many others. Vanessa and Greg are the co-hosts and researchers behind both shows that weave together storytelling, voice acting, and psychology to create informative and entertaining looks at famous crimes and criminals, and they have some of the best voices I've ever heard. Greg is also the host of Haunted Places, and Vanessa, a co-host of Remarkable Lives, Tragic Deaths, now called Historical Figures. Max, Vanessa, and Greg are a lot of fun to talk to, and we also get pretty deep on this episode. I'm CWS, and this is Behind True Crime. Behind True Crime is presented by Huntakiller, the monthly murder mystery subscription box service. Check them out at huntakiller.com. All right, I'm here with Max Cutler, Vanessa Richardson, and Greg Polson, who are the masterminds behind both cults and serial killers, as well as many other shows that include, in, in some combination of, of these three, haunted places, unsolved murders, re- remarkable lives, tragic deaths, and Jack the Ripper. So welcome, you three. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So usually I only have one guest, but today I get three for the price of one. So I'm very excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So first question, y'all. Um, what we usually start with is this question of, of what is your true crime route? And we can kind of extend this since you, you all don't just cover true crime. You also, it's, you know, each of you cover different things in, in the various shows that you do. So the question is kind of what started your interest in things like serial killers and cults have you always been interested in this type of subject matter kind of like strange and mysterious and dark things in our world and then kind of how did that interest evolve have you always been interested in it is it because of these podcasts so tell me about that who wants to go first (laughs) well you're the one talking vanessa okay well i opened my mouth first so okay well i goodness um my true crime route i guess you know i i moved every year growing up and i'm i'm fascinated i've always been fascinated with people and um, the psychology and, and just the just the, the the way people function and think, and I, I think I'm fascinated by serial killers and cult leaders and their the way they come to be who they become and uh, how frightening that is. It, it just really draws me in. I myself am Hispanic. I was born in South America, but if by looking at me, you would never know, or hearing me, you would never know that. And I've always been fascinated by people's reactions when they see me. You know you're from Colombia, you speak Spanish. That's bizarre because I sound like I'm from Minneapolis or something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm fascinated by these people who are able to live their lives in such a way that you would never know. You know, they seem so nice and they seem so, you know, so normal and that yet they're someone you you never would believe. So that fascinates me. Mm -hmm. Well, that also (laughs) fascinates me too, because I didn't, I wasn't really a true crime buff before all this, before I came into this part, but I, I always thought, what makes people do what they do? You know, what takes what what goes from a thought to a belief to what seems to be a fact where it is your reality? You know, but when you back off from that, you go, "Is this a belief?" Sometimes, I, you know, when we read these cult scripts, I, I think this is crazy that these people can fall for this kind of thing. And but then it, it, I'm almost glib for a second, going, "Oh, just snap out of it." But no, no, mm-hmm. it's much deeper than that. This can happen to anybody. Anyone. Yeah. There are people from all all walks of life. It's like especially when the cult scripts you're talking about, mm-hmm. people that have money, power, you know, social status, and all that, 
who are, we don't know what actually happens in their minds when they will give up their very children to be mm-hmm. part of this. But it, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to me that when I think in, on a smaller scale, what I do, the little things I believe in that limit me or change me from being like a regular, <laughs> like a nice person, <laughs> These are these are things I believe are true. Imagine that on a deeper scale, when when it involves you know lives of people, mm-hmm. and you believe it and you fall for it, you may think you're doing the right thing even. And I have family members, people I love and deeply you know respect, who have been members of cults and um, are no longer. But it's just fascinating to me that. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it's true. And, and it's it's anyone. It can happen to anyone. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me, the whole phenomenon. How about you, Max? Because you were kind of the, the producer behind these shows, right? You were kind of the creator yeah, so, behind these shows. Yeah, so for me, it's, it's a little different in the sense that, um, you know, when I started podcast about a year and a half ago, for me, what really what I find interesting was podcasts in general, but the ability to tell a story that wasn't your own. And I think that true crime has captivated not only the podcast space, but just really everybody right now. And the reason for that, or at least the reason that I believe that's for, is, um, you know, I go to work every day. I have a pretty boring life. Um, but when you look around and, and you read these scripts and you go research into these serial killers and cult leaders and and you start seeing how, how does that person operate their daily life and, and why is, and how do they function even? Um, and for us, it's, you know, every show that we do at Parcast is really um, taking a deep dive into someone else's life and answering um, how do they do that? What's their story and the fascination behind people that are able to really act like everything is the exact same and go about their mm-hmm. their life. But really, they're, they're completely different. And so at, at Parcast for me, I mean, that's really our goal is, is finding these stories that need to be told and, and telling them not only in an, um, you know, a factual way, but an entertaining way. Definitely. So how did you three then begin working together and, and kind of what's it been like to uh, do this? Were, were you working in podcasts before uh, Vanessa and uh, Greg? Because I know you were both voice actors previous to this, right? So how did this all happen? Right. I like to say luck <laughs> because one of our uh, somebody, actually Wendy McKenzie, who's uh, who's on Unsolved Murders. She's a co-host on Unsolved Murders. She introduced us to Max and I really am so grateful to her because I it opened up a, a world for me as far as podcasts. I, I am a voice actor and a producer and writer, and, but I, I've, you know, I've always been fascinated and, and it was great to, it just the timing was, was really, was great. Yeah, I came pretty much through the same uh well, not venue, but Wendy's not a venue. She's a person. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa and I were also in an improv class together. Um, and Wendy also was part of that. And I have a history that goes back about, well, many decades <laughs> with that with Wendy. And um, so we, we were already working together before this job came. But uh, that was with improvisation, uh, stage work together. But yeah, yeah, and so I've I've known Wendy for um, a little bit of a while. She she worked previously with with us, and so the ability to go out to Wendy and be like, Wendy, we need someone who just you know loves true crime, is captivated, has a you know a, a good voice, and someone who's just generally a great person. And the first two people that came out of her mouth was actually Vanessa and Greg. And so really, <laughs> it just, it just, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm learning things. Um, and so you know we we made the call. And next thing you know, a year and a half later. Here we are. So it's been amazing. It's been really an amazing run. When you brought me in, wasn't it you were finding trying to find the creepiest sounding person you could? That's find? true. We, we needed an axe man for uh, we needed an axe man for unsolved murders, yeah. and we needed someone with a very deep voice. And Greg walked in and scared the scared the crap out of me. <laughs> the axe, axe man. <laughs> I find your voice like Greg simultaneously terrifying, but also sort of comforting. Like it kind of lulls me into this. I like well, it. I'm not, it's not all That's scary, great. you know. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Lull it, I'm lulling you into fear? or <laughs> No, I think you're lulling me both into and away no. from fear. It's oh, kind good. of amazing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, good. Because so, I've always done comedy, believe it or not, before this. So this is making me serious. This yeah. is a serious, it's a serious issue. Now, I feel like, Greg, I mean, it sounds, sounds like, Vanessa, you have had a long-term interest in this, uh, especially in psychology. But, Greg, you're, you're kind of finding your interest as you've gone. How do you think that this has changed? Both of you. I mean, Vanessa, how has your relationship to things like, you know, cults and serial killers and crime and psychology changed? And then you, too, Greg, as you've gone. Well, I've I've certainly learned a lot. I mean, I've always been interested. I did study psychology in college, and I, I've always been interested um, in human behavior and and all of this. So this has really just blown my mind as far as you know, opening up my mind to these different people and and groups. Um, so yeah, it, for me, it's been an evolution, and and I've loved every minute. Um, I think, um, yeah, as far as. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just constantly I, learning. I think for me, uh, it comes from a long like spiritual quest. I have, I have a lot of spiritual things that I would read would just make me interested in how do you become what you were not before. You know, mm-hmm. usually it's more of an, a more of a lightened or higher realm you're going in. But the serial killers of what we're talking about here can bring you in either can bring you down to a deeper kind of realm in in existence. But uh, so it was more of a spiritual thing. I didn't have any psychology background or a lot of interest in it because. Well, for me, that seems to change as they discover more. But for my spiritual um, um, basis for this, is kind of a constant, you know. So um, even when I think in terms of is this a show I could do, I, I have to kind of become that person that does it. So that's mm. how I think. But I hope I'm not giving too much away. <laughs> <laughs> I have to add, I, I'm also a mom. So I have two little boys. And so I think about that a lot when I'm, you know, thinking about all these, again, serial killers, and, and, and we really dive into how they grew up and how, you know, how they were, when they, how they behaved when they were kids. And I find that fascinating. And I'm always looking for things. I'm like, okay, my son does that. But okay, but he's not. Okay, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> now I know, that, you know, I feel like that's also a big part of my life, obviously, as a mom and, and, and bringing that psychological aspect as far as how people grow up and, and, how these these people evolve into who they become. Yeah, know. we've read stories or uh, about people who get a hit on the head as being a kid, and later on something right. develops from that. You know, right. so there's lots of things that can happen. So you having kids, I'm like, oh, I would be watching them every minute <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> how about you, Max? I mean, you. I know you're maybe not on the research end, but I'm sure that you're listening to all of these podcasts. I mean, have you when you set out to tell these types of stories? How did you think it was going to go? Is is it just has it gone like you expected? Exactly. No, um, uh, I mean, it's been a, you know, we want to do podcasts differently. So we want to do scripted podcasts. You know, we're very honest about that. We want to do podcasts that are very well researched and also told a great story. And the best way for us to do that was to go the scripted route because it allowed us to have, you know, we do have a research team. We do have a team of writers to really um, look at the case or the subject or whoever we're dealing with and really flush it out. And what are the main points? What makes this person or this cult different than the last? And that's our focus. Um, so when we started podcast, the goal has always been to have a high production value, have a high storytelling value and figure a way to present this information in an entertaining way. And, and that was the goal. And then in terms of how big we've grown and and the fact that we had 6.6 million downloads last month and and whatnot as really constantly surprises me um and it's just really rewarding you know i wake up i'm like people are listening to us they they like the stories we're doing um 
and it's ener- and it's energizing because you know podcast is still so young we're still such a startup we're still navigating we're really still finding our voice in many ways uh and so you know looking already to 2018 with a bunch of new shows we have coming out and developing it's just an exciting time yeah because you guys got up to number one for colts right at one point at least yeah we were yep. not, at least a few days i felt like i kept seeing it week. out there at least yeah <laughs> tell us exactly how long i we were think there. it was it <laughs> seven or eight days yeah. i think it was, uh, it was uh, definitely at least a week yeah we were on number one on number one for colts number one for unsolved murders number two for serial killers number three for haunted places um number 11 i think for remarkable lives tragic deaths which is now historical figures so um we're hitting a vein for sure of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for now I think probably like any creator is kind of how do you improve with each episode? You never want to become stagnant. And that's my number one fear is great. We hit, we hit number one. That, that's exciting. But how do we maintain the, le- um, the level of quality and content? And it, it really helps when you have a Greg and a Vanessa to, to, to make the show come to life. <laughs> um, takes a big, takes a big load off my shoulder. Okay. So you, you kind of already mentioned this, but, uh, there's a difference between the way that you're doing, the, a, a, you know, like a true crime podcast versus some of the other ones. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm immediately thinking of my favorite murder and last podcast on the left that are very unscripted, comedic looks at these things. And then there's also those ones that are going in and trying to solve crimes, which are also fairly unscripted, I would say. So how did you guys decide to do this type of scripted show that also like in Serial Killers involves voice acting and things like that? What, what is the thinking behind the storytelling methods in your various podcasts, would you say? Yeah, well, uh, number one, it's to be different. How do you tell a story that's different? So if we look at the podcast space when we were entering it, everybody wanted to be the next Serial. Um, that was very important. You know, everyone to do like, everyone was looking for the next Serial. And Serial is great, but there's one Serial. And I tell people, you know, the odds of you becoming another Serial is very, very rare. Um, and in terms of the unscripted side of things, whether it be podcasts on the left, as you mentioned, and all those great, and My Favorite Murder, which I love, um, there's a lot of people that are able to do that. There's not a lot of people that are able to figure out a way to, to get the writers involved, to get a research team. You know, our our shows, quite frankly, do provide um, a lot a lot more time and effort goes into them because there's just so many people involved to make them happen. And and that's something that I really value at Parcast is not really, there's no one person that's more important than anybody else. I mean, there needs to be a writer, it needs to be the research team, there needs to be the the Vanessas, the Gregs to really make it all come together. And so for us, it was about being different. And um, I think we've done that, you know, for okay. better or for worse. Yeah, I, I appreciate the the written version as opposed to just talking because we don't waste any words. You get the exact words you exactly, want, yeah. the way you want it done, which is it's just a different way of doing a podcast. I think an earlier podcast, people did just talk at their tables, their garages or whatever. But this is just a different approach. I don't think there's a good or bad between either one of them, really. I wanted to add, too, that one of the things that really attracted me to this as well was when I first met with Max and, and going over what, what, you know, what the vision was and was... I love radio plays, the old radio plays with the production, with the, the sound effects and the, the story. And that's what really I feel draw, makes sets podcast apart. And I love that about about these podcasts. They're so interesting and they really bring you into that world. So that to me was was what really. Yeah. You know, when we first started um, like a year and a half ago, I was just doing the voices in Unsolved Mysteries, uh, True Crime Stories. And um I got to do over 200 different character voices. <laughs> I hope they sound different from each other, but um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you asked about the character voices, and that was something that we wanted to do. It goes, but that comes back to the entertainment factor and bringing these people to life. And and you know, in audio, it's it's you know one way to keep people in the stories. You hear a different sounding voice, and that was very important to me to keep the pace going throughout. Um, and as Greg alluded to, you, you know, every word matters. We want to be 
really tightly produced. We don't want to go on a 30-minute tangent like some other podcasts do. Um, we really want to provide value to our listeners. We know the average commute's 27 minutes in America. We know we know all these statistics. We want to figure a way to captivate them for that time period. Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> you didn't know that, I didn't know about the 27-minute yeah. thing. <laughs> you guys are just learning so much. I love it. I'm learning tons <laughs> in this interview alone. <laughs> so you guys obviously... Even though maybe this knowledge came from the work that you're doing now, obviously know a ton about serial killers, cults, American crime, things like that. So because I also do because of what I do. And so I often find myself sometimes just rambling on to people at dinners or parties <laughs> about serial killers. I'm just wondering if you guys have that experience now that you're so just like because it's just sometimes it just comes out of my mouth because it's where my headspace is so often that it's it's just what I have to talk about. And so I was just wondering just if that happens to you guys and what that's like when people that. know like, what me. you do, you know, like when people love- find out. Yes, I love it. And you may get this too, because again, judging a book by its cover, like people look at me, I'm a mom of two kids, I love whatever I look like, I don't know. And then, well, what do you do? What kind of project are you working on? Or, or they hear about serial killers. Oh my God, I love. And then just seeing this person mild mannered and they, it, the looks are, are great. It's like, really? You're fascinated by that? Oh, that's okay. Well, what's in your trunk? Can I just look in your trunk? Because that's scary. Um, you know, it's really fun. It's really fun to me. And it really is it really is fascinating. And I think really everyone is it, it, on some level fascinated by it. Um, you know, the thrill of it. Yeah. The same experience with that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll start going to something and some people, I don't know, I guess I know a lot of squeamish people or something. They're like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, but it, it's more than that. We're talking about psychology, the psychology behind it and what, whatever it is. I haven't have friends that are too scared to listen to haunted places. I'm like, but it's me. I'm going to guide you through it. <laughs> it's okay. So, You're okay. Be okay. Listen, can, right. can't we just talk about that? <laughs> better conversations with strangers about this and friends. <laughs> And I know a lot of women also are fascinated by it. I, I know I've spoken with a lot of women who just love it, and and I find that interesting too. Um, yeah, apparently there seventy percent of our listeners are are female. So that I found. Well, yeah, I just learned another thing. I hit the bell. I need a bell every time I learn something here. That's amazing. Well, so and me. you guys know that Hunt a Killer, which I work for, that the murder mystery subscription box company. Same. Oh, yeah. I think yes. it's the exact same statistic. Seventy percent women. I just yeah, find that so interesting. You know. Really cool. But you yeah. come right to their door. Uh-huh, I know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Need speakers with us. <laughs> well, you come right into their bedroom. So well, <laughs> it's true. In their ears, wherever. They I mean, the speakers do everybody. We do not enter a bedroom physically. Just for the record. <laughs> Let's okay. just be clear about that. Okay, good. I don't want to. You got to be clear about everything these days. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, you guys. So, what about you? Uh, what about you, Max? Do you? I know that maybe you're not as invested in the the content of true crime and serial kills and stuff. But when people when you, when people ask what you do and you tell them the names of your shows, what kinds of reactions do you usually get? Well, one, I actually, I actually am very invested in true crime. It, it's kind of my livelihood at this moment. moment okay, time. let me so, rephrase uh, that. Maybe you didn't have uh, as like <laughs> as you know the knowledge base. Yeah, that we no, all I definitely, have. I've definitely learned a lot. Um, no, it, it's fascinating. I think that when everyone, when I tell people, oh, you know, cold serial killers, one, it's actually I never had a situation where someone didn't want to talk to me about it. So I kind of had the opposite effect of Greg. People are fascinated. I find people are fascinated by it. Um, and they're just obsessed by it. And it's always, oh, my God, you know, Ted Bundy, you know, it's like the, the typical ones, BTK killer, et cetera. Um, you know, Charles Manson, especially now that, you know, this week has been a um, whirlwind actually for podcast just because with, you know, Colts, the first episode we did was the Manson family and oh, yeah. Manson passed away. And so we've had so much outreach um, just from people saying, you know, 
listening to the, the Manson episode this week and just saying, wow, the research I went into it and the, their theories behind it. It's just, it's really fascinating. So for me, I've never had a situation where, um, you know, somebody didn't want to talk about it. I had had, you know, the situation of that's really what you do. Are, are you crazy? How do you sleep at night? And, you know, <laughs> specifically, yeah. So, but that's in terms of true crime, I think it's really fascinating everybody. I mean, you look at television right now. Right. Yep. There's another every every week. There's a new true, true crime show or a theme mm-hmm. coming out, or Netflix has you know Mindhunter. Out. There's mm-hmm. there's so many great um, content to be consumed, and people just can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's been like an, it seems like an unprecedented boom. I mean, we've always had interest in true crime, but this these last couple of years, it's just exploded. I think it's it's reality television on steroids. That's what I look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, truthfully, if you think about reality, what, what makes reality television so popular? It's how does this person go about the, you know, how do the Kardashians do what they do every day? Um, well, in this case, how does someone kill somebody and go to work the next morning? You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really fascinating. And that's why we take the psychological deep dive into everybody to try to understand as best as we can, because it really, it's, it's the ultimate mystery. And we don't, by all means, you know, we never say we have the answers, but we can theorize. And I think that's what we, you know, or shed light on maybe it's a better way to determine, you know, to put it yeah. out there. But I think we do a good job of that. It's interesting. The more I, I delve into this and the more I get into it more and more every day, week after week after month, I look at people differently now a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that I'm suspicious, but it is a thought because mm-hmm. so many of these people car- com- com- compartmentalize. It's easy for me to say where mm-hmm. um, they're very affable, wonderful, sweet people. And then they go kill somebody and they come right back to the party. So I'm like, mm-hmm. gee, you know, I act like that. I'm really nice and fun. Am I? <laughs> For the record, nothing has happened, and I have no intentions of it. But um, it's just funny how you start to look at people because they're not monsters that run around like I'm a scary monster. These people look like anybody. A, the giggling grandmother, for instance, or right. you know, mm-hmm. it, just, just the nice guy that lives down the hall that you know is very friendly to your children. You mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. So that, that's kind of affected me in a way. I'm, I kind of look at people with a little bit out of the corner of my eye these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll get over that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what you said about reading about Syracuse and being like, oh, I do that. I've definitely had that moment too. Or like, oh, hmm, that sounds yeah. like something I have thought before, felt before. Um, yeah. I mean, doesn't everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so. I'm going to hope that everybody feels like that at some point. <laughs> So this holiday season, I bet you're asking yourself, what do I get for that very special weirdo in my life? And that weirdo could be your true crime buddy, could be your horror movie viewing partner, could even be your mother. I know my mom sure loves Hunt a Killer. So Hunt a Killer is this monthly murder mystery subscription box service that's sent right to your door, right to the door of the person who you're giving the gift to. Every month, and new clues will come to solve in this ongoing murder mystery. It's really amazing, and there's all these other elements. There are online groups, secret videos, codes you have to break, all these different things. It's kind of this expansive universe that once you get into, it's difficult to get out of. I mean, people spend hours playing this game every month. They make those amazing murder boards. They work together. They make new friends on the internet. It's really kind of this obsessive cult-like community. So go to huntakiller.com and apply for membership. Once you get accepted, then you can buy it for yourself or for somebody else for this holiday season. And I really don't think you're going to be disappointed. Just go online and check out the reviews. They're really amazing. So that's huntakiller.com, and you can use the code BEHIND for 10% off your first order. 
So head on over to huntakiller.com and use the code behind and get a gift for your very special favorite weirdo. Thanks, guys. In terms of psychology, what we're talking about, um, I know Vanessa, again, not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. (laughs) Neither am I, although I also, you know, write a lot about psychology and things like that. Um, So I think I'm interested in, obviously, you focus on the psychology of serial killers and cult leaders. But also, what do you think about the psychology of us who are so fascinated by these Mm. things, right? So that's that's a a question I'm trying to answer with every guest I have myself. So what do you guys, what do you all think about that? Since you have so many fans of the show who want to hear about this every day. Well, I... I I think about this a lot. I think it's so funny because I think about amusement parks. That's one of the thing, first things that comes to my mind is amusement park rides, thrill rides, scary movies, all those things that people are just, they, they flock to. Um, people love to be scared. You know, you love that little jolt, that little excitement. There's something about um, serial killers and, and cults, uh, these people who... You're like like we were just talking about. They're they're so normal. They're so they seem so nice. There's something so uh, inviting about them. But there that there's that line that they step over. That just that little that little jolt of something. Um, and I think that to me, it, it, again, it kind of comes back to what we were saying before. It's the, the the truth can be you know nothing scarier than than the truth sometimes. You know yeah. when it's it's that to me I think is is what. I don't know what drives well, me. Like, yeah, like adrenaline is adrenaline. You know, right. you get it from a roller coaster, from getting really scared, or thinking about what could be happening. You know, somebody in their private life or whatever it is. But exactly. it is giving kind of a little jolt there. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that part of that psychology that that we're all. So yeah, I think as far as us, the the ones who who are interested in this, I really feel like it's it's that that looking for that little rush, that little, that it's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything wrong with us. (laughs) (laughs) I would Mm. say that it's just, you know, human nature. You're not protesting too much, are you? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that thing I do. I'm looking at the corner of my eye. (laughs) But um, I feel like it's, it's, it's true because the people, uh, those of us who can look at these things in the face, I think should, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with someone oh, who, yeah. who doesn't have an interest in this. But if you do have an interest, I don't think you should be shamed out of it. We need people to be able to to investigate these really dark things so that, right, they stop Absolutely. happening. Yeah. Right. It's like what I was saying, too, about being a mom. I mean, looking at these things and understanding what it, it what what made these people become who they became and, and um yeah, what makes them tick and what it's that interest and that fascination is is a healthy thing. I think it's like a it's it's a protective, almost like a protective mechanism in a way. And, you know, I look at that again with with my kids, um, you know, just to just to make sure I'm doing the right thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, in general. Max, anything else? No, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it. I encourage it, obviously. It obviously. helps her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it's it's to me, I look at it again. It's the ultimate mystery, and I think that's what people really enjoy is trying to solve um, to the best of their ability what 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 makes someone tick, what makes them do this. Um, and I think that's what people really enjoy out of it, um, or at least maybe enjoy is probably the wrong the wrong words, <laughs> but find fascinating. Well, yeah. Um, and that's at least that's what we see definitely. Um, you know, coming through us and the emails from listeners is, oh, what about this? Or did you theorize this and stuff like that? Um, which, which I found amazing. Just the engagement's great. 
Mm. Yeah. And so you mentioned mystery. And I agree with that, too, because I think all the things and actually all of these different podcasts, is that's kind of the thing they have in common, right, is some sort of a mystery. And so I, actually, I'm interested, Greg, since you're coming kind of from a spiritual point of view, Vanessa, you're coming mm-hmm. from like a, a psychological point of view. What about I mean, you know, interested in serial killers and cults. But what about this like underneath that? Like, why do we want to like, why are we so interested in mysteries? What do you guys think? Mm. These are big questions, I know. Yeah, we just cleared the room. <laughs> I know. Great. We... <laughs> Let's get real here, you know. We're talking so about the mystery aspect of just it. Just any yeah. mystery. Like, yeah, like why do we want to, like why, are, I just yeah. feel like human beings are just so more, maybe more than anything else, fascinated by by mysteries. And maybe that's obvious because they don't have an answer and we want to know what it is. But I don't know. I'm just curious about that. Um, I think it goes back to just kind of humans' instincts and natures. If you look at like what's been popular in literature, Sherlock Holmes. If you look at movies, it's again Sherlock Holmes. It's, there's something about the ultimate mystery and us trying to find the answers. I mean, if we really want to get here of humans and evolution and whatnot, right? We're always trying to find the next answer, the next steps. And I think that's very much the same way we approach true crime. We want to know what happened. It's the ultimate cliffhanger. You know, every case is different. Everyone's a little bit different. So, um, for us, I just think it's very interesting from that from that point of view. Oh, that's a great I, answer. I want to add too that that all of us as human beings have choices. Every day in our lives we have choices. We are making decisions all the time. And I think it's fascinating too to see the decisions that people are making. Uh, you know, maybe decisions we wouldn't necessarily make, but wow, they made that decision to do that. And the mystery of it all, you know, being um why did they make that decision? You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I don't know if you got, if you ever remember Choose Your Own Adventure books. Do you, do you remember those books? Oh, yeah. Where you would like... I'm way too those? young. So, <laughs> so you'd get to the end of the chapter. <laughs> if you decide to go into this room, go to page 53. If you decide... To, oh. So again, the choices... I, I've, as a kid, I loved those in the Hardy Boys books and the Nancy Drew. And so I think... It's part of our culture, really, mystery. Um, it's part of our really our everyday lives. I think yeah. you know, what am I going to do today? What? How is this going to end up? We don't know. We're constantly living in sort of a, I don't know. I, I think it's a part of our 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 nature. <laughs> you know, this whole why do they do it or what are they doing? It, there's always beliefs under that that justify what you're doing, no matter how heinous it is or how wonderful it is. But that's what's fascinating to me. How did that belief get there? How do, how did it go from a thought to a belief? to just the way you are, you know, because we, we, from my point of view, anyway, I believe that once we believe something about ourselves, it becomes true. And then we get evidence to back it up. And then we believe it's even truer. So if you've something happened to you, or we talk about nature versus nurture, or something that happened to somebody, or they were witnessed to, or they were beaten or hit on the head, or, or they got, were sick, you name it. There's so many things that we discuss in these shows that it becomes their reality, and then they act from that reality. And then we, on the outside, go, well, why do they do that? Well, there's a whole bottom of the iceberg that, that's existing under that tip, you know, mm. that actually will give insight and will give some kind of understanding in, in our own minds, how did they get there? And that's what we're so fascinated in when we talk about these stories, both cults and serial killers. So, you know, they're, they're acting them out all over the place, but something happened to make them that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great history. answers, you guys. You totally tackled that hard philosophical question. I love it. Okay. So, um, really? <laughs> yes, I think so. I'm very, I'm very impressed. I love it. Um, okay, you guys. So, all that being said, why are telling these stories about cults and serial killers and things like that? Why do you think that that is an important thing to do outside of just entertainment? Like culturally speaking, why why are these stories important to tell, do you think? 
from my perspective, it's um, very simple. It's just that, you know, these stories need to be told to, to try to prevent them from happening in the future. Um, you know, I think you said you don't want it to shame anybody. So you want to, you want to have these stories told in a way that we can learn from them. Um, you know, mental illness is obviously something that's very prevalent. And so I think that you see this in a lot of these serial killers and whatnot. And so if there's ways that we can go about to diagnose people sooner rather than later, um, you know, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So for us, it's, it's the entertainment factor for sure um, is, is a huge component of the storytelling. But it's also just like these are some, you know, red flags out there and mm-hmm. you should be, aware, be made aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like if you could see some symptoms in a child that maybe mimic or we t- think that we talk about you could maybe do something, you know, mm-hmm. at an earlier stage of that and, and say, well, like, for instance, like bedwetting is a, is a common among serial killer children. Now, not all better, all bedwetters are going to be, you know, serial killers, but that combined By any with, means, we're not saying that at all. We're no, just, no, I'm yeah. saying that combined with other things that we've learned about may want to go, well, let's check this out. Let's take a deeper look. Let's watch our kid and see what's going on, you know, but um, I'm not pointing out bedwetting, <laughs> but that, I'm just, that just came to mind as yeah. one of the kind of innocent, normal-ish kind of of things, but when combined with other symptoms like torturing uh, animals and, and oh, yes. acting out with children, mm-hmm. you may want to just take a look at that if you're a parent. I would say that would be a wonderful service that our show did that made you aware of certain mm-hmm. behaviors that can kind of pinpoint or, or lead to a, a diagnosis early on. Yeah, I'm making people aware of of these, you know, the behaviors and and yeah, like we were talking about, you know, how these people become who they become and and really on a cultural level being, you know, kind of in a, in a kind of a deeper way, having each other's back. I mean, thinking about communities and, and looking out for all the kids, all the all the people being aware, like Max said, of of uh, mental um, uh, illness. Yeah, thank you. Mental illness and, and things that you see in people that you want to make sure to be aware of. And, and you know, even on a national level, you know, thinking of, of it in, in bigger terms, um, really understanding that and, and, and awareness. Yeah, uh, beyond the storytelling and, and the fascination with it, because it's, I think it's fascinating. But uh, yeah, not glorifying so much the, the people and what they've done, but really making and building an awareness. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vanessa just hit on something that's very important. We don't, we never glorify serial killers. We never glorify cults. That's not the intention with any of our programming whatsoever. It's really just telling telling these stories. Have you guys seen My Friend Dahmer yet? Have you heard about this new movie that's out? No, no. not yet. No. It's good. It, it just reminds me of what you're talking about because it it's about a gra- or so it's based on a graphic novel that um, a man who was friends with Dahmer wrote um, and drew and and all that and uh, that was sort of the thesis of like. I knew something was wrong with this guy in high school. I didn't Mm. do anything, you know, and I feel bad about that. But his kind of thesis of the whole thing is like, where were the adults? Right. Like I'm a teenager. I'm not supposed to be recognizing that this 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 other teenager needs help. You know, I'm supposed to just be a a narcissistic teenager. And yet, you know, he none of the adults ever intervene in his life. And, And maybe if if they had had this, you know, this sort of knowledge or understanding that he's demonstrating these behaviors that might lead to abusive or violent tendencies later, something could have happened. Yeah, exactly. And that's again, with the awareness, the cultural, you know, you know, it, you hear it so much with some of these things that have happened in the news, mass shootings, you know, all kinds of things where people say, you know, we, we thought, you know, or, or they knew something was wrong. And, and, you know, just didn't say anything. It's so important that awareness. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's a really important part of it. 
Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awareness is a good idea in general. Yeah. <laughs> awareness is always awareness, a good thing. <laughs> you know, to what's around you, to what you're thinking, to why you're thinking it. Right? You know, how do yeah. you feel when you think these things? It's usually a giveaway. If you're mm-hmm. on the wrong track, you'll feel bad. You'll feel, you know, right. but that's my thing. So I'm not going to <laughs> lecture right now on that. But no. It's also sort of this way of demystifying this idea of the serial killer as even like a Manson type, like a wild eyed guy that you could just point at and be like, oh, he's mm-hmm. a serial killer. Right. Because that's a big problem is that we we tend to trust people who look like Ted Bundy. And then we right. learn that actually serial killers, there is really no there's actually no real factors that we can point to to know that someone is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of serial killers have gotten off or let, uh, let um, have police let them go because they seem too nice. Mm-hmm. You know, so people are looking for that monster oh, kind be. of crazy yeah, eyed person, right, right. and that's usually not what we're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> looking right. for that nice, friendly person who is always like so kind and pleasant mm-hmm. and helps old ladies across the street. Right. Again, know? with the mystery of looking for the the the, the puzzle pieces. You know, it's yeah. like, well, what do what do the puzzle pieces look like? Well, we don't know. Definitely. It could be anybody. Yeah. Do you guys think, for me, I would say, at least slightly so, that cult leaders are a little easier to recognize. Do you think that's true? Yes. Well, I yeah. do. I, I really <laughs> think so, I mean. yeah. Yeah. But then again, if you're in a state where you're just looking for a family, you're looking to belong, you're looking to do the right thing, you're looking for God, you may just see that person as the person who was sent to you mm-hmm. and not recognize that they're a cult leader. So mm-hmm. that's what's so tricky about it. Yeah, you know? that is absolutely yeah. true, too. Yeah, it yeah. all depends yeah, on the context. They're saving you. They're, right. you know, they're u- uniting got something people. something you need that, that you need in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And usually there's the end of the world involved, but not always. Right. But they're, yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's make, make sure we're on the life. right side <laughs> of things. People want to, you know, feel good. Right. They want to feel like they belong. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, how about uh, in terms of inspirations behind what you guys do? Do you guys have certain, you know, even podcasts or films or books or anything, uh, TV shows that you guys love in this in this type of genre, whether it be true crime or even the paranormal or anything like that? God, there's so much. I mean, I think. know <laughs> it's you know that's I'm. St- so for me, I mean, I think it was 2013, uh, uh, Making a Murder on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that to me just changed everything. It was like, it, it, it built on the time, it built on our social, kind of everything that's going on in America right then when that happened is, can we trust authorities? And now it's really gone more. And so um, not necessarily an inspiration, but for me, who creates the content behind this or the story, it, it was kind of, how do we tap into that? How do we do that? And so that really started... Um, podcast in a weird way that and serial kind of both around the same time for me both really had an impacts of what we wanted to do um, and then moving forward you know our goal is going to continue to stay in the true crime area there's so many great great again bad choice words there's so many really interesting stories to be told and, and from a psychological standpoint as well and so that's really going to be looking at um, but those are the, the two main influences for me yeah it's hard to say for me I, I feel like all my answers are so funny I I, I I always loved, okay. Go back, <laughs> Vanessa. Go I back. know, right? I'm reaching back. I'm reaching. <laughs> there's so many things, but I'm like, you know, even thinking of like slasher films, you know, mm. Friday the oh, 13th, I'd yes. be just silly, but, but we would laugh. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, for me, you know, we would laugh at these at these horror movies. You would jump and you would you'd laugh. And that was that release of, of to me, it was always like a, this entertaining thing. And uh, where we and we sometimes I, this is a little behind the scenes stuff, but we when we're recording these, we sometimes just have to stop because we start laughing, and it's 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 a it's a contagious laughter, and I think that comes from 
that overwhelming sense of this is real. This is mm-hmm. o- like so incredibly awful what these people have done. And and you get to the point where you just kind of you have to like let it out somehow. So we laugh. And, and that reminds me of, of how I used to love these <laughs> slasher films or whatever. You know, that to me and, and this is real. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think for me, that's where a part of it part of it came from <laughs> maybe i shouldn't admit this but a few times when i would look at the script i would actually be brought to tears because oh, yeah. oh, we're yeah. reading these things we're trying to paint a picture so you can see what we're talking about so we have to see it mm-hmm. and some of the we a lot of them are very toned down we're not into that much gore but every now and then i'm describing one of these murders and i was literally crying at home yeah, <laughs> it sounds learned... like a big wimp but <laughs> i'm like how how is this happening once right, again? And then right. all these thoughts go through your mind, like, well, I would never, ho- ho- you know, but then you also got to back off from that going, well, people justified this. So they found mm-hmm. some reason that they needed to act out on this. It made them feel better or made them feel complete or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's it's very, when you picture it, it's rough. And so that's why when we would laugh, we're not never laughing at what happened, right. but we're laughing at the atrocity of what we're actually describing. And this was real. And this really happened. And sometimes you just kind of go, it's like when you laugh at a funeral or something, you just kind of let it out some way or another and we get, we get focused right away again. But Mm -hmm. it's not like we're like laughing away the whole day at this stuff. But every now and then you just kind of go, oh Wow. It's It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. So yeah, that definitely. So are there any other projects? Because we're running out of time here. So is there any other projects you guys want to talk about or anything like that while we have a little bit more time? Is it secret, Max? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we have a lot of... uh, (laughs) We can't talk about a lot of projects in 2018 yet because we're going to do an announcement to our uh, our loyal fans. We we have a a great newsletter. We do that. But one thing I would say, a new podcast that Parcast has out that is really phenomenal, it kind of stills in the true crime vein in the sense of it's a horror podcast, but Haunted Places by by Greg is um, a podcast that... uh, is scary. Um, I listen to it every night and I can't sleep. So it's, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. but it's, it's, it's just an amazing, it's, it's such a well done podcast from the sense of the stories there. You learn about these, you know, real haunted places. And then Greg does a phenomenal job of bringing the story to life really. And it's just, it's nothing really else is like it in the podcast space. And if you're into true crime, you might like, you know, horror to some degree. And I think it's just a really a great podcast. and I encourage everyone to listen to it. Yeah, it's like pure storytelling. So there's no, uh, we don't go into any of the other aspects of the other shows. So it's uh, kind of like pure entertainment storytelling. I go into my, you know, other personality for it. I'm not going to give you a sample, but uh, hopefully it's not scary voice, but uh, it's it's expressive. And um, everything Josh, we right? talk, thank you. Mercy, mm. Vanessa scared me just now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, all, all the stories we tell are real. They're based in, in reality. And there's always something that happened that made the place become haunted. And we also talk about that too. So once again, there's always a backstory. There's a backstory be- with everything, with murderers, with friendly people, with haunted places. And we like to give that kind of flesh out that whole that whole story. And it's all real. So that's what's it's really fun. That's a fun one. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm a, I'm a huge ghost nerd, too. It's a great podcast. I love haunted places. Great. And I know there's a lot of yeah, there's definitely a lot of I think there's a lot of overlap in those two. There are those people that will Definitely. not 
entertain anything paranormal though as well right those mm-hmm. very oh, scientifically yeah. minded types but i am not one of them um well, maybe so. you should listen to the podcast then. oh it's great i have listened I've, to it it's wonderful i've <laughs> had real life experiences so i'm sold yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, i like it well awesome you guys this has been a great conversation thank you so much for coming on the show chelsea thank you so much you're awesome thank, oh, thank you, you guys are awesome stop it <laughs> so thank sweet. you chelsea all right you guys well uh, i'll make sure that we stay aware of all of your new projects okay with you. Thanks so much. Did you guys like the episode today? You could do us a huge favor by going over to iTunes and liking and subscribing and sharing and leaving us a review. Do whatever you have to do. Help us spread the word. Get a banner up on your local interstate bridge if you have to. Help us out. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I sure am. Have a great day. Behind True Crime is sponsored, funded, and produced by Hunt a Killer, the monthly murder mystery subscription box service. Check them out at huntakiller.com. James Prow does our music. Jake Weeholt helped produce this episode. And thank you to research assistant Riley Smith and special correspondent Lane Keniston. 